Welcome to Believe in Baltimore, a podcast conversation with community leaders and changemakers in Baltimore, Maryland, hosted by Govins Presbyterian Church. We're your hosts, Reverend Billy Cutts, Associate Pastor at Govins Presbyterian Church. And Reverend Tom Harris, Senior Pastor. And we believe in Baltimore. Welcome back to Believe in Baltimore. Today we're joined by Kira McDonald. She serves as the program coordinator at the York Road Initiative. She's personally and professionally committed to relationship-based, place-based, community development and strategy. She's currently working in food access and civic capacity work through a justice lens of service for and with others, advocacy and civic engagement. Through institutional-based initiatives alongside public service led by community interest, she hopes to add to the work being done before her to make Baltimore and the greater world an equitable place for all. Doesn't that sound amazing? Welcome, Kira. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us on Believe in Baltimore and for all the good stuff you're doing alongside our community members. I, I love that focus. Uh, we were fortunate enough to have Marie McSweeney Anderson with us way back in season one. It's season three now. I can't believe it. I believe in Baltimore. More. So some of our listeners will already be familiar with all the great stuff that y'all are doing at the York Road Initiative. But I'm wondering if you could start off by reminding us about what all y'all are doing and specifically about your connection to Loyola University. Yeah, thank you. Um, and I'm super excited to be here. Big fan of the podcast. Um, I um, will start with what your initiative is. So um, YRI actually was founded out of Loyola University, Maryland in 2006. Um, we started a new strategic planning process under our previous president, Father Lenane. So kind of the technical origins of us were um, the university realized that we had um, a lack of connection to our surrounding community, and that was an opportunity for growth for us. So in that planning process, Father Lenane decided that we were going to found the York Road Initiative, which really started as a campaign of listening to neighbors. So that was founded and run by Erin O'Keefe um, in 2006 to 2010 and did Loyola is Listening to, from 2010 to 2013. Um, and Loyola is Listening is really the project that got your initiative where it is today with all of its focus areas, um, specifically the work I do around food access and civic capacity building. Um, and that was all done in 2010. Wow. Um, and so when did you come on board first working with York Road and when did you start this new position? Yeah, so I first came on board with York Road Initiative when I was an undergrad at Loyola. Um, I started as a student intern in 2019. Um, I think my official title was York Road Initiative Student Support, which at the time I felt was very vague and confusing. <laughs> um, but it was the best learning opportunity because I got to learn all the different aspects because we have four um, focus areas, not just, so right now I currently work in food access and civic capacity, but we also do commercial corridor work and youth development. And okay. kind of my role at that time was learning about all the different programs and initiatives that Marie and Erin were doing. Um, and then I continued on as an intern for my junior and senior year of college. So 2019 to 2022 when I graduated and then came on board as program coordinator in June. So I've been here for about four months and now I'm full time. <laughs> oh, that's, that's so cool. What should we be thinking about when we hear civic capacity building? That yeah. sounds so fancy. What does that it's, look like? It's a fancy term for bringing together different people. So um, I serve as kind of a backbone administrator for the York Road Partnership, which is a community organization that we work alongside with. So I like to 
tell people that York Road Initiative is the Loyola branch of things, but York Road Partnership is everybody. So York Road Partnership is the neighborhoods, it's the people, it's the government agencies, um, Fourth District Council Office, all the other nonprofits and amazing people doing work, churches, um, GEDCO, um, all of those people come together through York Road Partnership. Um, and that needs a little guidance sometimes, especially on the administrative side. So that's kind of the work that I funnel into is making sure that we have meetings and agendas um, all set up and then also connecting with all those different bodies and kind of seeing how we can coordinate our efforts to be the most effective community possible. Yeah. And you said there's, let's see, four foci for, for this year and next. Let's see, yeah. youth development, civic engagement, food access, and what's that? Public safety. Did I get them right? Um, so. Public, public safety is oh, like a, a one that we're hoping to dive into. So okay, okay, okay. when we were initially founded in 2010, it was food access is the major one. And that's how we have the Govins Farmers Market and a lot of our food access initiatives, uh, commercial corridor work, uh, youth development and civic capacity. Um, but public safety uh, is something that came out of a more recent um, kind of new iteration of oil is listening. We did. Um, work just before the pandemic in uh, 2019 and 2020, and public safety and youth development were the biggest asks from the community. So that's kind of the next vision for York Road Initiative is over the next 10 years to build up that programming. Awesome. So be on the lookout, listeners, for uh, community uh, safety and youth development. That sounds like equally important work. We always folks on this podcast yeah. um, what they love about the Govins neighborhood, but specifically about Baltimore in general. Do you have a, a favorite place, a favorite haunt that we might find you, Jim? Mm. Uh, I have a few. Um, other, I love Govins. I work here. I went to school here. Um, so obviously um, all of like the little corner stores and everything around York Road. I'm a big fan of Corner Carryouts Coffee and their home fries. Like that is like, it's only a few blocks from my office. So I will be there quite frequently. But Not I actually- this person doesn't to mention them. <laughs> really? That's amazing. <laughs> I love it. Um, also a real deal. But- um, I will say I do not live in Govins, unfortunately. I live in Station North. I just moved in August. Um, and I absolutely love their Station North books right around the corner from my apartment. And it's like hole in the wall, like basically a little house that just has a ton of used books. And I go there like every weekend. I think you've seen that it's like an English basement. Yeah, of. it's yeah. like right next to where they built Milk and Honey and kind of the fancier mm -hmm. apartments. It's like the still in the like kind of older Baltimore aesthetic and I love that yeah, that's such a cool place I, I think I walked by on my waiting for a movie at the Charles yes <laughs> and the Charles theater's right around the corner I love like I will say I've really grown to love Station North over the last couple months and I think it's a a really cute area it has a lot of art going on so yeah yeah that's great and I mean Kira it's obvious you're doing such good work you you love this community love the city but why do you believe in Baltimore or why would you say you believe in Baltimore I definitely think it has to come down to the people like every day I just meet someone new who has a passion for this city um I think it's I mean everyone knows this is really underrated we have amazing colleges so there's always fresh ideas um I think starting to be on the more staff side of higher ed has shown me how like much passion students have and how much life they give to the city um so that's not exclusive to Loyola that's Morgan State, Goucher, Towson um Johns Hopkins UMD like there's just so much energy I think that college students bring 
um, to this work that I found really inspiring. Um, that was post-grad. Um, and I would also just say, like, the community members that are willing to, like, raise their voices. Like, I, I every day I go to meetings and somebody has an idea or somebody has a new passion. And um, the execution is always also there. Um, people want to see their ideas come to fruition. So that's why I believe Awesome. Amen. Uh, well, it's those kind of stories that made us want to do this podcast, uh, not only hear them and share our own, but also to share those stories with our neighbors. Um, mm-hmm. Here at Govins, we like to, we hope to say that that we ground all of our work in stories, both yeah. from our neighbors, from folks that are involved in the congregation, those are partners, um, and those we haven't met yet. And for us, that's linked with our tradition as Christians of being people of the story, which is great, right? It's not a an explanation or a how-to book. It's a story that we get to wrestle with. And one of the fun things we do on this podcast is we wrestle with a story or a portion of scripture every week, every episode, not because everyone is Christian or we need them to be, but because we think it's a great jumping off place to ask, what do you know? What do you think? What do you hear in this story? And because we believe that we really all are religious knowers, we all have good questions to ask about our life together. And so our story today is a little less of a narrative. Uh, it's actually a psalm. It's from the book of Psalms. The Psalms are kind of like a collection of ancient Jewish poetry and hymns. Today, we're going to read Psalm 133, which is a type of psalm called a psalm of ascent. It's think of going up. It's believed that these kind of psalms were read by worshipers either as they gathered in Jerusalem or maybe as they were actually going into the Jerusalem temple. But this is like a piece of poetry used to gather the people to connect with God and with one another. And so here we go. Here's Psalm 133. How very good and pleasant it is when kindred live together in unity. It's like the precious oil on the head running down upon the beard on the beard of Aaron. Running down over the collar of his robes, it's like the dew of Hermon which falls on the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord ordained his blessing, life forevermore. So Kira, as we read that psalm, I'm thinking what initially stands out to you? I think the most immediate thing when I read that over was um, how the very first line, how very good and pleasant it is when the kindred live together in unity. I love the concept of kindred spirits. Um, I was a big reader growing up. I was an English major in college. Um, and I loved Anne of Green Gables and her whole thing is kindred uh. spirits. Um and I think that that's what I've found in the work that I do. Um, so that like really stood out to me when I saw that kindred live together in unity. And I think it's really tied to the work that people do on York Road. Um, mm-hmm. There's been like over 30 years of history of bringing together two sides of a corridor that have been historically divided. Um, so seeing that line kindred live together in unity um, and then tying it in with the end of the Lord ordaining his blessing. I think that that's like really what I see in a lot of the work that is mm-hmm. done through your partnership and the work that I do with the Yorkford Initiative. Yeah, I'm wondering what does that unity mean or look like for your work? <laughs> yeah, it's challenging. It's like a <laughs> constant challenge, but in like the best way possible. Um, I've heard a lot of residents use the metaphor of like a zipper for York Road. They want to bring together the two sides of um, like the historically um, white side of um, the west side of York Road and the predominantly black side um, of the east side of York Road together through a zipper. Um, And I think that this psalm is kind of talking about how we can um, 
reach that potential of unity, but it's, it takes time. Um, and it takes a lot of effort and commitment from various parties. And I, I see it every day, but I also see that it it's not a one and done. It's a continuous effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let, let's dive into some of those metaphors. Um, I love how tangible the imagery is in this psalm, even if it is a little strange. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go. Um, living the other peacefully is so good. It's like yeah. joyful, holy oil getting all over the place. I love that the encouragement the psalm offers to seek that kind of unity. Mm-hmm. Is it dry or theoretical or, you know, just uh, removed from, from here and now, but shows up through bodies, through actions, through real life. Are there signs of connection and co- cooperation like that that you see along your road right now? What are those inspiring images that you're noticing? Yeah. Um I would say like specific um, instances. I like think of the work of the crematorium campaign with Karen mm-hmm. DeCamp and Cindy uh, and Cindy Camp. Um, and they were two residents who came together from what is historically known as the opposite sides of the corridor. And they're working to um, combat this um, potential crematorium that's coming to a residential area. Uh, I see that as like a very clear and distinct sign of unity thinking about like the work um, that I see that's already happening in public safety with safe streets. I think also just like any time that people come together around a table, um, which is very frequently, we love to have um, like, it's important to have different meetings of um, specific interest groups. So anytime there's like a leadership convening or um, friends of Dewey's who come together for the um, Brecken Park Center. Um, those are instances where I see that sort of imagery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also appreciate how widespread the blessing is in this psalm. It's it's like do do is not very choosy about where it falls. It's all over the place. And I think that's what community work is all about. That's what I see so much in, in YRI's work. Mm-hmm. As we're zippering, like you've said, as we're reconnecting, reconciling, strengthening the community, everybody benefits, whether they've been involved or not. It's kind of a reverse tragedy of the commons, we might say. But it makes me think about the really powerful benefits and outcomes that the work like you're doing can create. If you had to identify some of those do-like outcomes that you're hoping for, that maybe you're starting to see fall, but isn't quite there yet, what is that? Well, what are those um, those hopes and, and dreams for this area in our neighborhood? Um, a few, like, personal, like, dream like if I had to vision for like five ten years from now I think engaging a um engaging people who have never even heard of the work we're doing I think that there's a I think there's a highly dedicated wonderful group of people who have been very committed to York Road for the last 30 years but I think that there are so many people that we are missing um and I think a lot of that's due to the pandemic um we lost a lot of momentum over the two years that we were doing virtual meetings and we weren't out on, um, out physically in the community as much. And I think what I've seen over the last few months as we slowly return to um, in-person events and um, being able to meet each other face-to-face, we are able to build more meaningful connections. Um, and I would love to see more young people in this as a um, recent grad. I am 22. I just graduated college. Um, I, I get to learn a lot from the people around me um, who have the benefits of experience, but I would love to see more people my age involved in this work um, so that they also can learn um, 
from people who have um, been doing this work for so long um, and have been so highly committed to it. Um, I think that's like one of my asks. And yeah, just like more voices in the room, more people who know what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I lead our youth servant leader program here at the church for, um, for youth eighth or twelfth grade, I think that's one of my big goals for this yeah. year as well is, is really getting back to mentorship again. I think it's been so hard to kind of develop those relationships when yeah. it's all been via Zoom. And so my my hope is that yeah. now that we can do more things in person, that 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 mentoring really happens. I think that that's such a gift of of kind of thick communities like this where you've got experts and all sorts of things and people who want to be experts. And yeah. I've had the benefit of some wonderful mentors. You mentioned Maria at the beginning of this call. Maria is a personal mentor of mine. Um, Sweeney Anderson, I would like say anyone in YRP, but like specifically Donna Blackwell has been like very, very helpful and like really teaching me about like how to do this work and not get burnt out. Cause I think that's also um, something that happens very commonly in community work. And Donna's all about finding the joy in it um, and how can we take care of ourselves while pursuing change. And I find that to be very inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It's, it's a long road <laughs> yeah. and you get to be right. The part of the goal is that you get to be there to see something happen in the end yes. right? <laughs> that you are not um, uh, a lost cause on the side of that road. <laughs> Um, a friend of mine said, you know, you are not the sacrifice of my organization. And I thought that was such a, like, that is so helpful. You are called yeah. to sacrifice, but you are not the sacrifice. And I think that's a really helpful thing. Um, so if, if folks are listening to this conversation, they're a young person and they want to get involved, they're an older person with lots of experience, expertise they want to share. How can they be a part? What are you really uh, looking for supports and, uh, and donations for? Yeah. So we, uh, I would say the best breadth of information about us is on Facebook and Instagram, as most things are these days. Um, but if social media is not your thing, you're free to visit uh, my office. I'm usually at 5104 York Road. That's like the little office with the crab outside of it on um, the Loyola property next to CVS. Um, and I'm usually there if people want to stop by and say hi. But I would say like the easiest avenue that community members and um, our actual probably highest engagement for Loyola students for one-time service is we host four York Road community days each fall and spring. And you can find those on the York Road Partnership Facebook page to register for those events. And that's a great way to get to know people who are already highly engaged. Um, and then just reaching out to me. Um, I can share my contact information if that's helpful. Yeah. Um, but uh, my email is ksmcdonnell, at loyola.edu. Um, and yeah, I'm always around to, I want to find new ways to connect with people and how we can bridge um, between different organizations. So Awesome. And we'll make sure to have uh, the Instagram and uh, Facebook links, as well as her contact information in the show notes. So wherever you're listening to this podcast, just scroll down, you'll find everything you need to connect with Kira. Well, Kira, again, thank you so much for being part. Any final thoughts or things we should have asked you about? Okay. Um, I think, I think we covered most of it. Um, I, I would just say, I think there's like always room to grow. Um, so I named a lot of programming we do, the Govins Farmers Market, the Community Days, um, some of our um, like food access programming is Fresh Crate, that's what the corner stores on York Road, but um, I would say like I'm always looking for new ideas, uh, 
So if there's like a project or an idea that you're like, I think that we could be doing, taking advantage of something that might be already happening or I think we can grow um, or build upon something. Again, contact information in the show notes. Mm -hmm. I would love to find, I would love to know um, because that's kind of the goal of the Earthward Initiative is Loyola sitting here. We're a part of this community and we want to be able to engage um, and grow things that are happening. Amen. Reach out to Kira. Send her your great ideas. Let's uh, let's get to working. Awesome. Well, thank you again for for all that you're doing, for sharing so much that Govins in different ways, and uh, by being on the podcast. We're really appreciative. Yeah. I appreciate you having me. And until then, we hope that you will keep listening to these podcasts and keep connecting with Govins Presbyterian. And as we go from here, we ask that we all keep our hearts opened and our minds clear that we focus on loving one another, loving God and loving each other in all that we do. Amen. Amen.